digital transformation needs to have tentacles across the company. How are we placing our customers at the center of what we do? Hello and welcome to episode 76 of Chaos and Rocket Fuel, the Future of Work podcast. This is the podcast that's all about the future of work and it's brought to you by Wanda. Claire Haydar is my co-host and the, the big boss at Wanda. Claire, we've got one more chance to catch up with Michael Crixman. He's the host at CXO Talk. What are we talking about in this final section? So if you look at the overall, um, you know, the three segments, the overall conversation that we're having with Michael, it's about what future forward CIOs are really thinking about in terms of the future of work and how that's practically playing out in their roles and actually changing their roles. And so this segment is specifically about the actual practical application of that. Um, You know, so we asked Michael questions like, what are some companies not considering that they really should be thinking through? And the reason why he has input into that is because he has these connections with these incredible world-leading CIOs. We also spoke about the metaverse. Um, and Very cool. Yeah, it was a very cool part of the conversation. And then we... <laughs> Which is, this is the funny part of the conversation that I really enjoyed with him. He took us into TikTok and he spoke to us about TikTok, which was really surprising. <laughs> so I'm not going to give any spoilers there because I think it would be great for you know the audience to, to see why we delved into the world of TikTok. But I loved that part of the conversation. Fantastic. Let's head on over to Michael for the third time. So Michael, I'd like to move on. We've spoken a bit about the past and the legacy and and how things changed in the early 2000s. I'd like to bring it right up to date, talk about some practical applications. And my first question really is, what are most companies not considering that they should be thinking about and thinking through in this time of what you could call hyper-digitalization? Doug, I think that there's the temptation when we talk about digital transformation to think of it as being, well, e-commerce. You know, we're going to put up a really good website and we're going to have an online store. And that's great. But the complexity here is that real digital transformation, it's not just about a technology. It's fundamentally about the mindset, the culture of the organization. Digital transformation needs to have tentacles across the company. How are we placing our customers at the center of what we do? As Claire was describing earlier, how are we ensuring a better employee experience for the folks who work for us? So the idea that digital transformation is, well, we're going to, let's buy a digital transformation. No, that doesn't happen. It's like saying, well, let's buy a new business model. Let's buy a new culture for the company. None of that, none of that makes any sense. And yet with digital transformation, sometimes you get the sense that people think that. Again, I think that folks are becoming more sophisticated about this, but the difficulty of digital transformation, the depth of digital transformation really uh, should not be underestimated to do it right, to do it in the right way. And uh, yeah, when you're just chatting there or talking, just maybe think of what we spoke about earlier, where you say that 
as the CIO that you you don't always bridge that gap across the silo where you can speak more strategically. I think that the issue of bridging the gap is extremely important. If I were making recommendations to a CIO or especially, say, a new CIO, actually even a very established one, I would say to them, be sure you're spending time with business leaders across the organization because that gap gets bridged when there is strong communication, when the CIO has a really solid understanding of what the business departments and business functions, the folks working in those groups need, then the CIO will have a much better shot at supporting them and giving them what they need. So I think that communication is the key to bridging the gap. Makes sense. Michael, I'm going to take this down a completely different route, but still looking at it through the lens of a practical application. A question that we very often get asked as a company by our customers is the metaverse and the employee experience. What should C-level execs be considering seriously here right now? And naturally, because this is both internal and external tech in some cases, it touches the CIO and the CTO, hence me asking you. I think that the metaverse is happening. I've spoken with some folks about the metaverse not too long ago. I spoke with the chief technology officer of NVIDIA. He was a guest on CXO Talk about the metaverse. I spoke with the chief technology officer of Accenture that is devoting a lot of resources and and a line of work, a line of business to the metaverse. So clearly the metaverse is happening and will happen. There's a lot of value there. However, from a business standpoint, we're just not there yet for most companies. There are specialized examples, for instance, using augmented reality for repair. So if you have a technician who is working on a machine, for example, they may not need a, a manual and diagrams because as they're working on a particular part, the augmented reality shows them the part the part comes out in 3D and can rotate and instructions and arrows show you, you know, take this part that you're now holding and screw it in to this thing. So that's slightly metaverse, right? It's augmented reality. It's not exactly the metaverse, but it's moving in that direction. So there are practical applications. There are also applications in the use of digital twins. Digital twins are used all the time right now to simulate machines, simulate a jet engine, for example. I was was talking with somebody on CXO Talk from Rolls-Royce Jet Engines. He was talking about this. So again, digital twin is very much related to the metaverse. And so if we break the metaverse down to components like this, like augmented reality, like digital twins, then it's being used a lot today. If we look at the metaverse as being its full flowering, its full potential as being a virtual world where people interact 
and we have our avatar and there's some persistence, that's a little bit further in the future. Although I will say that the chief technology officer of NVIDIA used Waze, you know, the traffic application as a little bit of an example, which is quite fascinating, actually. He said that Waze is an example of people coming together to collaborate and they're almost functioning as sensors. Waze sees the speed of the car and the location of the car. And there's this coming together to collaborate in order to share traffic data and make our own individual traffic experiences better, even though the folks who are driving and using Waze don't necessarily know that they're all collaborating together. So from his point of view, this is almost a metaverse in itself. So again, to summarize, if we take the metaverse and we break it down into pieces, there are many applications that are practical, useful today, but the full flowering of the metaverse as Facebook thinks about it and you know have their beautiful videos, that's farther in the future. Michael, thank you. I really like the way that you've laid that out. And NVIDIA is actually a customer of ours that we've worked with, a company that I really respect and really enjoy working with. So really looking forward to um, listening to that conversation that you guys had there when it's released, if it's out already. Oh, it is. We, it's just, it's, uh, is it? it's about a, a week or two old now. Yeah, he was, he was really good. Oh, it, amazing. It's worthwhile, definitely okay. worthwhile listening to that. Michael, from my side, it's really, I've just got one short question and it's sort of maybe different to everything else we've spoken about. Just take us into your future for a moment, if you don't mind. And just, can you tell us what you're busy researching? What's top of your mind at the moment? Oh, well, for me, my time is spent with CXO Talk these days. So looking for the most interesting topics and people and and also how to present those topics. So here's a funny thing. About two months ago, I decided I need to look at TikTok. I had never looked at TikTok at all. And I really wanted to understand what is what is this thing? So I spent a lot of time watching TikTok videos and two things emerged. So I figured out what makes TikTok tick, the style of content, the way that that content is edited, the fact that you're getting a brief glimpse inside the mind of a practitioner. And so I learned all of this stuff about TikTok and I I really, really analyzed it very, very thoroughly. And then something else happened. I became totally addicted to TikTok. <laughs> and I wish I, could, I wish I could say that I'm joking, but I'm just not. I love that. I love that. I love TikTok. What is it? The little dogs? Is it the dancing? What part of TikTok is it? Well, that's a really good question because the, one of the important aspects of TikTok is, is there are so many people using TikTok that you can drill down into virtually any aspect of human experience or interest that you care about. And there will be like, you know, vast numbers of people creating these little snippets of their life and their experience. So, so in my case, you know, I'm interested in music. And so there are just these incredible musicians, you know, bass players, for example, or guitar players or pianists, just yeah. giving these little snippet i mean it's snippets of this incredible work or business or finance what have you so 
I'm looking at TikTok and trying to figure out how can I inform CXO talk with the things that make TikTok really successful. And that's something that's really top of mind for me right now. Excellent. Amazing. Michael, I'm really looking forward to tracking along with you on that and seeing, you know, what you release in terms of content. (laughs) Me too. (laughs) Okay, Michael, our last little section, your passion for this subject, the reason why you started CXO Talk, where was it born? About uh, nine years ago, I was doing advisory consulting for enterprise technology companies, you know, really large software companies on marketing, messaging, positioning. And this video thing was happening. And I thought, you know, might be fun. I have access to these incredible people. It might be fun to do a live video show because I can get, you know, I have access to these folks. And I thought to myself, that would be fun, but I'm not sure whether this video thing is done yet. But I thought, you know, I'll try it out. And so I started doing this and talking to these incredible people. And then I realized I really like doing it. And so I just stayed with it. What frustrates you the most about being a technology analyst? I think that there is always this pressure to be less than objective. And I think if you look at technology analysts across the board, especially when the funding comes from vendors, there are potential conflicts of interest that arise. And so one has to be very, very careful about that. Fascinating. I never really thought about that. But yes, it's it's very, very true what you're saying there. What are you finding really challenging right now? And it's not allowed to be TikTok because that's not a challenge. <laughs> what I find challenging is, again, it comes back to CXO Talk because that's where I spend my time. What I find challenging is figuring out the right kind of topics, the right kind of people to talk to, and then how to structure those topics, and then how to create videos that will be interesting and engaging. All of those things I find endlessly challenging. How do you reset your brain? I take photo- I take photographs. Uh, my photographs have been published in lots of places and websites. And I like to meditate, although I'm a lousy meditator. But I'm a decent photographer. Michael, thank you so much for this conversation. It's really been informative and I know that our audience is going to benefit a lot from it. Oh, thank you for inviting me. It's been an honor and really a pleasure, Claire and Doug. Thank you so much. Yeah, Michael, thanks from my side. I've certainly learned a massive amount. So really enjoyed the the time we spent together. And that is the end of episode 76 and our time together with CXO Talk host Michael Chrisman. If you found this podcast of value, then please share it with your friends and colleagues. Catch us on Spotify, Google and Apple Podcasts or on Wonder's website, wndyr.com. And from Claire and myself, bye for now.